For so many modern-driven women, life is about being more than one thing. We're multidimensional, and so are our conversations. We carry multiple identities. We can be both mother and artist, both attorney and entrepreneur, both clinician and CEO, both humble and proud. Life for women like us is about both, about all of the above. It's about the and. Our stories are the stories of so many of you. We wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the pull to be more present with our families. But we still felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. And we wanted to establish financial security for ourselves and our children. For us, that looked like founding software companies, but for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other smart, conscious women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming and isolating, but it doesn't need to be. Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow an online business that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And you're listening to the And She Spoke podcast. In our business, we're big fans of financial literacy and accountability. Knowing your numbers is an essential aspect of building a successful business and inherent responsibility for any entrepreneur. We also believe that what you focus on grows. So pay attention to your money. How do we stay up to speed on our numbers? We use Bench for our bookkeeping. It's simple, elegant, and saves us so many hours that would otherwise be spent neck deep in receipts on the other side of a spreadsheet. Each month, our transactions are automatically imported into Bench and we get on-demand financial reports. We even enjoy opening up our profit and loss statement to review each month. And when tax time comes around, we are up to date and ready to go. And this is what financial empowerment feels like. Head on over to anshe.co slash bench to save 20% off your Bench accounting plan for the first six months. Welcome to the Angie Spoke podcast. Today, we welcome Natalia Vihowski. At age 29, she quit a corporate job and started from scratch. She committed to designing her dream life and founded her company, Think Natalia, a company specializing in personal branding and marketing. Natalia's aim is to gather 1 million thinkers and doers to challenge the status quo. I love that. Dr. Natalia speaks around the world. She is German and she currently lives in Dubai, which we ask her all the details about. She started as a social scientist, turned into a doctor of philosophy, and now refers to herself as the LinkedIn marketing unicorn. I love it. Let's listen now to Natalia Vihowski. So let's start, Natalia. We would love to learn more about you, especially where you live right now. I want to hear about that. I call myself a flawsome human being, and it took me only 29 years to get there. And what what do I mean by that? I think that we take ourselves way too seriously, especially when you're from Germany, where I'm from. (laughs) And I learned the term flawsome, I don't know, I just most probably on Instagram or Facebook when I was scrolling through a newsfeed. And the term flawsome describes a human being who's fully aware of her flaws, but nevertheless loves and accepts herself as she is, knowing that she can grow and become better every day. And I wish that more people would 
have the courage to be a little bit more like that. So that's why I usually introduce myself as a flawsome human being. Where do I live? I currently live in Dubai, the United Emirates. I live here since 2008. That means I'm here since 12 years, originally from Germany, Hanover. But at a certain stage, you know, after finishing my studies, I realized, mm, now I want to see the world and I want to go somewhere where people think big, where people really do the crazy stuff, the, the different stuff and uh, got the opportunity to, to test for three years. So, well, three years, five years, 10 years, 12 years, et voila, I'm still here. So Natalia, tell us about your business and how you got started as an entrepreneur. I am a social scientist and a doctor of philosophy. And when you study that, it's not really clear in which you know, job you're going to end. And I realized relatively quickly that when you study medicine, you end up as a doctor. When you study architecture, you end up as an architect. When you study social science, you end up either in HR or in marketing or in a nonprofit organization or as a taxi driver. So I, I started <laughs> first as a librarian, then I worked as a marketing manager. And then at the age of 29, I went through a spiritual awakening slash well, early life crisis in which I reinvented myself. And I decided that I want to really figure out who I am, what I want to do. Went on a sabbatical, questioned everything that I ever thought I understood and failed myself up to my dream lifestyle and job and career of purpose. And I realized that I love, love, love to help people shine and stand out and be authentic and themselves. So personal branding is my thing. Some people also call it impression management or, or self-marketing. And I realized that LinkedIn is one of the best platforms to do that. So I teach people how to build this amazing personal brand on LinkedIn to get the money that they want and deserve plus to make an impact on the world and to show everybody that doubted themselves in the past, shot on the middle finger and said, I made it anyway. So I do that as a personal branding coach slash strategist. I'm also a keynote speaker and I recently also started publishing books. So all on the topic, personal branding with LinkedIn. So who is your target? Like who is LinkedIn really working for? LinkedIn works for everybody who really wants to expand their business, who wants to work on expanding or building their brand or personal brand. It's for everybody who wants to generate leads, learn new things, get to know new industries. So everybody who falls into that box, perfect. It is not a classic B2B platform, as a lot of people think. It is not a platform where you just go to look for talent or for, you know, for a job. It is so much more. It's literally what you make out of it. And it's not as lame or stiff or boring as it used to be. It massively changed. Just to give you a few examples, since 2017, you can use LinkedIn video. Since last summer, there is LinkedIn Life, which is in its beta testing phase. I think a month ago, LinkedIn Stories was rolled out. So the platform for me is an age B to HB platform, which means human being to human being. Mm -hmm. And so I guess we hear from our clients, they're like, there's too many things. I have to be everywhere. Like if I have to be on Facebook and Twitter. And so are you advising your clients? So these are clients who have their personal brand. These are not corporations, right? Have you advise everyone to be on LinkedIn as opposed to Instagram? No, I fully believe in, I mean, 
I, I love Grant Cardone, I love Gary Vaynerchuk, and their principle of omnipresence is phenomenal. But what a lot of people forget is that Gary has how many people on his social media team? Like seven or eight or whatever. And the majority of people that I work with, they are a one man or one woman show. So with all my respect, please don't make life so hard for yourself. Focus on one social media channel first. One, one platform where you can really see, and here I kindly ask you to find a fair compromise between where on earth do my clients spend their time, if they're more Twitter savvy, be on Twitter. If they're younger, if they're teens, you know, be on Instagram. If, if uh, you realize now they're more like the TikTok crowd or the Pinterest crowd or YouTube crowd, whatever. So that was the, the one thing that you need to think about, but also you know, go inside and ask yourself, what kind of content do I love creating? And if, if you see that everybody is on this platform, but you just hate this kind of content, then be honest to yourself and say, okay, what is a fair compromise between? I love creating this kind of content. And this is also where my audience is. So we meet in the middle and, you know, you master that platform first, you, you get the money, like, I love creating content. I love building a community. I love giving a lot of stuff for free, but don't put yourself into a situation where you need to ask your friends for money because you can't, you know, fill up your fridge or you can't pay your rent. I have been as ignorant and stupid. So please don't make the same mistake as I did. Make sure that the money comes in, then hire somebody who helps you on that platform. And then you go towards the second one. It will be easy on the second one because you already understood what your brand is and what works. And you just then need to find out what the tone or the specific vibe of that platform is. You nail that one, hire somebody, and then you know, go to the third one. I think that's a healthy and realistic, whatever that means, approach in order to expand your brand, get the money, make the impact. Natalia, I'd like to talk to you about this whole idea of personal branding because obviously that happens before you start to put your content out, ideally. And so when you're taking on a new client or you're advising your audience, what are the first few steps that someone needs to take on or the questions they need to answer in order to start the process of really building a meaningful personal brand? Mm -hmm. So for me, I believe that every job on this planet, and it doesn't matter what kind of job it is, even if you're a serial killer, you do that. What do you do? You <laughs> solve somebody's problems. And again, it doesn't matter how, um, what kind of title you have or whatever it is, you solve somebody's problem. So the first question is, what kind of problem do you solve with your art, with your skill, with your talent, with your having, you call it, what kind of problem do you solve? Number two, for whom? Who is your target audience? Have the guts to niche down, as I call it, because you cannot be everybody's darling. Even if you have the greatest product or service on this planet, it is impossible that everybody will need it. So who's your target audience? Um, also important, what is the end result? What do I get? You know, after we work together, do I lose weight? Do I have a better marriage? Do I feel more self-confident? Do I reduce waste? Do I, whatever, have, have more, more balanced children? Am I a better mother? What is it? What's the end result? If you could also answer how long I need in order to get there, that would make it even easier for me. And if you want to be super sophisticated, I would also ask, so why are you? I mean, with all my respect, there's so many other companies and personal brands that offer 
what you offer, why should I choose you? And this is when we go into the unique value proposition. And this is where I challenge my, my, my clients to, to really channel their, however you want to call it, uh, their magic, their inner child, their inner idiot, their inner uniqueness. You label it however you want it, but I want you to be the person that you usually are just in front of your friends or at the party uh, in the kitchen, you know, the person that tells the jokes and is like, oh my God, I'll just love you. Like, don't get me wrong as a human being, but I love you. Be that person on social media. And in order to get there, you really need to understand yourself first. Start with a self-inventory. And my personal branding concept goes from the inside out, from offline to online. And is it's literally a marathon. It takes time. And if you do one step every day, you will literally have gone like 365 steps per year. Think about it in 10 years and 20 years and 70 years and 113 years. This is how you grow. And what about one of the, the questions we get all, a lot is like, do I use my own name or do I come up with a company name? Well, that totally depends on, on the goal. Like, what is it that you want to do? Are you a one man and one woman show who wants to stay like that? And you want to hire people who then support you, maybe freelancers, maybe people part-time. And you, you always want to be the face of the brand. Is that what you want to do? Well, then keep your name unless it's terrible as mine or as Gary Vaynerchuk's. I think that's why Gary, it's not Gary Vaynerchuk, but Gary V. That's why it's not Dr. Natalia Vihovsky, but Dr. Nat or Think Natalia. So if you have a very complicated name, then it might make sense to create an artist or a brand name. Or if you have a super, let's say, average name like John Doe or I don't know, Lisa Smith, then it might make sense to, to give yourself a, a fancier name because what you want to do is when people Google you, you want the first search engine results page to just be full of interviews, podcasts, information, and everything around your brand. So that is incredibly important. And then the question is, do I rather use my company so do i rather promote my company or myself that that question depends on do you want to be more of what i call a classic entrepreneur so you want to build something you want to make it huge and then you want to sell it or you want to hire somebody and you just get a specific amount of money back um, so for that you definitely need a brand name or an artist name or whatever because once you sell that like when it has your name and you want to sell that, that will end up in a disaster because then what people want is you and not really that company. So these are questions that you need to have in mind. What is the long-term goal? Is it a classic company that you build up, scale and sell? Or is it you with the lifestyle or the question in the focus, how do I want to live? How do I want to contribute? How do I want to feel alive? And you know, also find a business model that allows me to, to finance that. How has COVID the last four months impacted you and your clients? The first thing is that, of course, all of the trainings, all of the speeches, all of that was dead, gone, unfortunately. And uh, that's really, really sad because I had a few amazing gigs in, in certain parts of the world lined up that I was really looking forward to. That was the stuff that really had a negative impact. So what we did is we sat down, I sat down with my team and we thought, what on earth can we do? So what I did is, or what we did is, 
we created a lot of online products and also physical products. So we've launched two physical books and we've launched, I think, four online products and we went all in and marketed the hell out of them, especially through Facebook and Instagram ads as the prices went massively down as all of the big players went out of the market because they had their problems. So we were literally reaching a totally new audience. We, we built so many new relationships and I got the opportunity to speak on literally, I don't know, 50 or 60 online summits over the last three months, which was crazy. So we invested heavily into relationship building, into advertising, and into new rather, I would call them entry-level products. And uh, we believe in a strategy to give and to be there and to invest now because once this whole thing is over, people already know you. I mean, if you just know a little bit about the customer journey or the buying behavior of people. It takes time Not everybody buys immediately and you know, you need to build trust and people will only invest bigger amounts if they know, like, and trust you. We totally like focused our energy and resources into that. And uh, to be honest, we had some of the best sales month over the last two or three months that we had never, ever before. Was there a moment though, where you were like, Oh my God. Like, how did you make that mental shift from like, I've just lost all my speaking gigs to a complete, like, let's turn this around and see what we can do in this new environment. So what I've learned after meditating for literally six years right now is that, you know, give yourself the space to, to be sad or to, to feel whatever you need to feel, to express yourself, but then take action. So allow yourself like, how long am I going to mourn or to suffer or feel sad or negative? And then it's all about action. I mean, I used to be an F, I was an athlete um, for a very long time. I worked for over 10 years. I was a, a dancer. I was dancing on international stages. I was a choreographer. And uh, what is really hardwired into me is let's work, let's be smart, and let's find new solutions. Like, for me, I, I'm not a victim type. I'm not a oh, everything's terrible and a hero needs to come and save me. Like I tried to live like that for 29 years and then I made the active decision that I'm my own hero and my own princess and my own fairy and my own whatever you want to call it. So I think this is what modern leadership is about and this is what every successful person does. It's about understanding that you are responsible for your life, you're responsible for your feelings, you're responsible for your health, for your mood, and um, nothing is going to change unless you change. So think about the, the end goal, like know your why, and give yourself the space to go through whatever you want, but then like work. And this is exactly what I did. I think that's a message that a lot of people need to hear. So are you, is that a message that you've been sharing a lot in your own community and with your own audience? Curious to hear more about how your, how your community has reacted to that message. Yeah, I, I really, really believe that, you know, the way how you think and, and how you act when you put that all together, this is what life is all about. For me, 
I, I don't see life as this huge abstract thing. I believe that life um, consists out of years and then out of uh, months and weeks and days and hours and minutes. And when you glue them and put them all together, this is what life is all about. And a lot of people say, oh, life sucks. I'm like, Mm-mm. I learned from Eckhart Tolle that your life situation, that moment might suck at the moment. And that's okay, but that's not life. Don't confuse where you are right now with the whole thing that is ahead of you. And I I fully believe in taking ownership. And everybody who has seen my story over the last six years knows that I'm all about you know, find your answers that not, there's not the answer. Um, if you can't find it on your own, acknowledge that and, and work with an expert. And I believe in, in what Gandhi said, be the change that you wish to see in the world. And when you fully, like when you say that, when you live that, when you, when you've really designed the time to understand it, um, if we all would just act a tiny little bit more how we wish our role models to behave, I truly believe we would be kinder, we would be more balanced, we would consume less, we would be healthier, um, we wouldn't be less ignorant, we would treat the planet different, we would treat animals different, we would treat other people differently, but we would definitely also treat ourselves in a different way. And this is where it all starts. So. I know that I'm a tiny little bit different than a lot of people. I think based on all of the conversations that I had with therapists and coaches and healers and shamans, and I did all of these kind of character traits, I have ridiculously high expectations and standards when it comes to my own behavior. And that's a curse and a blessing at the same time. But I give my best to see it as a blessing. And I hope that my action and strength inspires others. And so far, it, it worked out pretty well. Thank you for that, first of all. I think that is super inspiring. I just heard a stat on the radio this morning that in my area, there's like one out of five business, like brick and mortar businesses are considering closing the doors because of, uh, I live close like in the oil industry and then of course COVID. And I am just wowed by so many businesses that are figuring it out, like are faced with such adversity and difficult times and uncertainty, and they reinvent themselves. And we're seeing it in the online space. And I think like in the last week, I think Jenny and I, we've had probably four or five conversations with our existing clients that are finding things like working less and making more literally because of COVID. They are experimenting and trying things that they were maybe a little fearful or uncertain and they were forced into it. And they're like, oh my God, why would I, I will never do go back to that way. You know, closing physical um, like brick and mortar studios. And it's just, it's remarkable what has happened and what can happen. And I just think this is like collectively we're in a place where it's like, you have a choice to play victim and the world is ter- terrible and look what it did to me or what do I want to do now, right? It's just uh, super interesting. Absolutely. That's a winner's mindset. As you said, there are companies that were in the traditional business that come up with online solutions that make me think, wow, amazing. So get inspired by the greatness and courage of others. See what others do. And again, come from this 
action and, and there is a way. Yes, you might have to say goodbye to certain aspects. Unfortunately, you might have to get rid of some people. You might have to close the store or you might, whatever it is. But as long as you're committed to finding a solution and you don't allow, believe in that it's possible. And with that mindset and the right team and the right action, there will be a way. And a possibly a better way, like a better way, right? It's, it's just so cool. Before we move into Joy and Hustle, I just want to ask you about Dubai and living and working there. In, the, in your intro, you had said you wanted, to find a, you wanted to live or move to a place that think big and do big. Can you just explain like what is it, what is, I've not ever been to Dubai. I mean, we see the images and of the architecture and so on, but what is it about that place? Like describe what you see there. So a lot of people call Dubai the New York of the Middle East. And then there's this other group of people who is like, ah, oh, Dubai, isn't that the Middle East? Isn't that, isn't that, I don't know, do I need to be scared? Like, do you need to cover yourself? Do you need to veal, you know, a veal to, to walk out of, the, um, out of the house? Are you allowed to drive? So Dubai is a city and an emirate. And the country is called the United Arab Emirates. And it's not Saudi Arabia. That's another country. So this is where I need to start. And the United Arab Emirates are literally, it's the most tolerant country in the whole Middle East, in my perception. And especially Dubai. It's, it's a crazy city in its sense that it's so phenomenal at marketing itself. You know, the PR campaigns, the way how it portrays itself. It's just everybody who works in marketing is literally just, oh, that's genius. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, I wish I would come up with that campaign. You know, if you, if you just literally look at the, the pictures, the videos, the words, the feelings. Um, so for me, as I somewhat work in marketing, um, I'm here to learn from the best. There is, in my perception, a Guinness World Record that they participate in every week or so. It's the biggest, the biggest, and the longest, and the yeah, this is how it feels. Like there's always something. They come up with a crazy world record on this and on that and on that. So this is interesting. So it has this mindset of don't accept the status quo. Always give your best. Don't think big. Think huge what is also interesting is that it has a lot of experts from all over the world it has apparently over 200 cultures as well it has like literally some of the best universities from all over the world it has some of the craziest and most gorgeous architectures it is phenomenal in the tech field. Um, the whole arts and culture field is growing massively. I don't know. The sun is shining, I think, 350 days per year. That's another thing. And does your team come from there? Like, is your team local or do you have an international team? I have an international team. I have people from literally everywhere. Like my PA lives here, but my social media coordinator is from Germany, but now, for example, is in India. And my audio engineer is in Germany. And my graphic designer is in the UK. I always wanted to work with people who, who hate an office, who don't want to work, have an office, who just want to work when and, and how they want, as long as the work gets done. And um, yeah, this is why I decided, you know, I do whatever I want and I, I work with people that have a similar mindset and so far so good. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Natalia, we end every episode with a joy and a hustle. So if you could share a resource that is bringing you joy or something in your life that's bringing you joy right now and a tool that can help our audience hustle in their business or their career. 
So for me, what brings me a lot of joy, and um, when I realized that, I was like, damn, I'm getting old, is to literally spend like 30, 40 minutes on my balcony having a good cup of tea and either reading a book or listening to a podcast episode in which I learned something. It is powerful because I like my tea, I like to read, and it's also fresh air. So when you work a lot, when you're all about this hustle and grind, and when you, when you create stuff, I think it's important that you lean back and that you go outside and that you just relax a little bit. So that is a super simple form of, of joy and relaxation that everybody can design. And if you, if you don't have a balcony, then literally go to a local park or just on a park bench or just anywhere. Just change the location, have a good tea or coffee and either observe people or read a book or listen to a podcast episode. And the tool that is also very simple, but that makes my life so much easier is a Calendly, especially when you work with people from all around the world and you want to find a time and a date when you have a conversation. In the past, it was like, oh, so when are you free? Yeah, on Monday and on Tuesday at 2 p.m. Okay, cool. Uh, your time or my time? Oh, which time zone are you? Oh, okay, so-and-so. Okay, fine. So I was writing, I think, four emails or something, and then that person would cancel. So we would have to do the whole thing over again. And that's just annoying. So with a tool like Calendly, you know, you set it up once, you talk about your availability, uh, it's, it's scheduled in an automatic way, you can connect it to Zoom, so there's even a Zoom link, and if people need to change it or cancel it, they literally hit like the reschedule button, and it's all again automated, and it doesn't cost much, um, and uh, the, the beginner version is also free of cost if you just want, uh, you know, one kind of time slot, it's just, you know, People perceive you as just so much more professional, which I think is also an important point when you want to build a professional and approachable personal brand. Make it easier for your clients to talk to you. 100%. That is our tool of choice as well. And it saves hours of going back, email back and forth. So yeah, great suggestions. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to chat with you. If people want to learn more about you, where do they find you? They find me on thinknatalia.com. And uh, if they want to go to social media, you'll definitely find me on LinkedIn. As people call me a LinkedIn marketing unicorn. So I spend a lot of time there. And if you want to see a little bit of behind the scenes, uh, then Instagram, um, because over there you also see you know, the everyday life in Dubai. And over there you find me under at thinknatalia. Awesome. Thank you so much, Natalia. Thank you, Natalia. Oh, you're most welcome. Thank you. Ready to go from, I really want to build an online business, but don't know where to start, to, wow, I've just sold my first digital product. That's exactly what we're going to help you do during our free Become an Online Teacher course. We've created a simple five-day email-based course to teach you everything you need to get started as an online teacher. By the end of the week, you'll have a digital product that's mapped out, priced, and ready to offer your community. Head over to soulful.mba slash teacher to sign up. It's totally free.